0: Hello and welcome to Argue the Toss from GameIndustry.com. I'm Shella, And I'm Drew. And together we're arguing about the things that really matter in games. Indeed we are. And today we have a special guest, Corey Brotherson. Hello. Um, welcome to Argue the Toss. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Hello. Good. Really Good to have you, you along. Yeah. Um, so I'll just... I've done a little bit of research on you and you've had many hats. I think you juggle, (laughs) you juggle many hats. Um, So content producer, a writer of comics, uh, at the moment, you work for Sony as yeah. well. Is that Sony PlayStation or Sony Computer? Yeah. Welcome to the show, and uh, excited to hear about all the amazing stuff you do. I sort of read. It. I was like, wow, this, this, <laughs> this is quite impressive.
1: Um, Thank you. I mean, to be honest, I've been I've been in the games industry for so long now. It it all kind of blurs into one and. It still kind of feels like it's not like an adult job, so (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I enjoy that to a degree.
0: Yeah, that sort of flexibility and being able to. I was at a games jam last weekend, so yeah, it was kind of moving from games journalist to part time fiction writer, and then I sort of like merged those two worlds. It was like a Venn diagram (laughs) last weekend. It was just like, I was in the intersection. It was weird and fun. Sounds ideal. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Um, so, tell us a bit about what you do at Sony, perhaps. So, um, You're a content producer there. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the
1: content producer is always a bit of a nebulous um, term. Mm. It essentially means that I'm a writer, but I also help edit content that comes through from various sources. Like uh, on PlayStation Blog, for example, I, I sometimes help with the editing of um, some of the blogs that come in from developers or, or guest uh, speakers or guest writers, as it were. That's under the Uh site. Um, But I also used to help basically produce video content as well. So it kind of covers the remit of any content that comes in for PlayStation.com or PlayStation blog. I help go through that content or I help actually create it itself and then I put it out there. But I also get to help him with some of the PR stuff, some of the marketing stuff, um, even things like official sites content I've done as well. So I did some copy for the first Little Big Planet uh, game for the official site. And then occasionally I, I do a little bit of chipping in for, uh, for the actual games. But it, I mean, that tends to be very much few and far between because we have a dedicated uh, and very talented team that, that deal with the games themselves.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so what was your background? You know, some people listening, um, like, like, Ooh, how do you, how do you get a job like that at, um, Sony? What was your background? What was your um, route? Through uh, I,
1: I was one of those weird games, kids that from about 11 years old, I wanted to be a games journalist and, uh, before that, it was uh, Doctor, which was far more impressive when I was talking to my family about what I wanted to be when I grew up. So uh, I told them to be a games journalist, and yeah. my mum and dad were like, oh, great, and then, you know, you tell occasional kind of second dance and or what have you, and they'll go, first, first you say you want to be a journalist, and they'll say, oh, right, like, so, like, Trevor McDonald, and I'll be like, um, yeah. yeah, I guess. Um, and then you tell them you want to be a game journalist, and they go, oh, that, that's, that's nice. And that would be pretty much the end of the conversation. (laughs) So I focused on the route to get I got to actually go here was basically to focus on journalism, full stop. So I did a degree in English language and literature, Um, then I did a master's in journalism uh, and I was lucky enough to actually get a a placement on a site called Games Domain, which was at the time the biggest video game site in the UK. Mainly because um, they were surprisingly based in Birmingham, which is my hometown. So oh. after I finished my master's, I ended up um, going straight into work for them because uh, one of their uh, writers left. Wow! Um, and I became a games journalist for a couple of years they got sold to BT first and then eventually they got sold to Yahoo. So I moved over to Yahoo um, and became a games producer for about a year. Um, after that, I left Yahoo and uh, effectively became a freelance games journalist and writer and comic book writer for about two years and then the, the money kind of dried up and uh, but as it were, um, there was an opening at PlayStation which where I did actually did some freelance work for and um, I went in for the interview oh. and got the job and I've been there ever since. So I mean, I've been there for just over nine years now, but I've been writing in the games industry for about 15. It's a long been a long haul.
0: Okay. Wow. About the same as me, yes. I think. <laughs> it's been about fifteen years, yeah. <laughs> um, so, when you were a kid, wanted to be a games journalist, you know, what were the games you were? What were the games that made you think, yeah, I'd really like to be writing um, reviews for that's this? That's a good question.
1: one's actually asked me that before. Um, I think the early games that I used to really play a lot were on my Amstrad CPC four six four, and I mean that is going way back, and my friend Spectrum as well. I mean, there were games like. Um, pajama rama i mean we're going way 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 back so uh, pajama rama um Astroids, <laughs> um operation wolf uh, escape from the planet of robot monsters um these games are you know they, they founded my childhood um but after i went from that I, I moved on to onto a sega game gear and i was playing games like shinobi uh, wonder boy um and super kickoff and then i went from that to my snares and and that changed everything for me i think at the time it was a uh, massive, massive uh, okay. leap of different types of games. That was my first experience with Nintendo games, so Zelda, Mario, Mario Kart, all those. Um, and when I started playing those games, I, I think I was absolutely 100% dead set on, on wanting to be a person who write, wrote about games. So I loved writing, and it just seemed like a natural fit to be able to do gaming and, uh, and writing as well.
0: Okay. Oh, you never thought about writing um, games? You know, I wanted games, to, but, um,
1: and this is kind of like a common theme for, for me when I was a child, I didn't know how, what the actual career route oh. was for writing games. Um, games journalism yeah. was kind of a natural progression from journalism. So for me, that was kind of easy. I wanted to write comic books and fiction as well, but um, actually, naturally being in the, the non-internet mm. days, trying to find out how to write comic books and, and what the career path was, was virtually impossible. And for games journalism, it was very similar. And for games writing, it was that was a a total Bermuda Triangle. Um, So it was something I liked to do, but I had no idea how to do it.
0: And I suppose in those days, it was kind of dominated by Japan, wasn't it? You know, that was when they were sort of really king of the industry, and so it just seemed like you had to be Japanese. Yes,
1: exactly. So who did the piece of game writing that you did? What was the what was your, well, not big break, but how how did you start getting your hooks in? Um, well, when I was a kid, I actually started doing a lot of reviews myself. I was a, I was a proper geek back then as a child. And I, I wrote my own reviews for a long time, and I, I really just loved doing it. And I used to read mag- magazines like uh, Amstrad Action and Computer uh, Video Games and me Machines. And um, so when I first got the opportunity to write a review for games, which was, let me see... Um, I think that was kind of early 2001 when I was doing my freelancing, not freelancing, sorry, my work placement for Games Domain. Um, oh, yeah. They asked me to do a review. I think it's for a football game. I can't remember which football game it was. Um, but i uh, that was the very first kind of professional piece of work that I did. And it was a bit raw. Um, you know, i it was one of those things where I, I could look back at it now and, and go, oh, you know, there's there's a bit clunky here and there and, kind of mixing metaphors or what have you, but um, it was an amazing experience to be able to do that for the very first time and, and get my work out there um, and go through, effectively, what was, I think it was about 13 years of uh, of kind of schooling and, and work to, to get to that point and go, well, I actually wrote that and, and people actually read it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember uh, what that what that game was. Yeah.
0: My, my, <laughs> yeah. I think my first review was, a Frogger game, like like one of you know how they flogged Frogger to death. Yeah, <laughs> it was one. It was one of those, and it was a terribly written review. <laughs> please, nobody look. Please don't Google that review. <laughs> 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 Why did I say that? I'm actually, I'm actually googling uh, yeah. it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, God, what an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so what about the comics? So when did the comics start?
1: Uh, I absolutely loved them. And growing up with them, it was, uh, I thought to myself, I'd really like to write comic books, but I have no idea how to get into that. Um, and bizarrely enough, I mean, both the comic book and the games journalism were kind of running parallel in, in a way because I didn't know how to get into the industries, either industry, and... Um, up until that point, I didn't actually know a single black writer in either industry either. And um, neither one of those things put me off from wanting to go because I was an absolute nutcase who, who was dead set on becoming a writer one way or the other, by hook or by crook. But at the same time, it led me to believe that um, there was always oh. a possibility that I wouldn't be able to get into these industries. Um, so the comic book thing came about actually through... Me, when I was at Yahoo, um, I wrote my first script, um, and this was, oh God, back in 2004, I think it was, I wrote my first script and submitted it, mainly because my friend and my boss at the time at Yahoo, um, Adam Schaub, he was, um, he was a screenplay writer and he sold his first screenplay, and he said, if you want to do comic books, just write them, just, just get there and write them, and I was like, oh. well, okay, maybe I should, so, um. I wrote my first script and then I started, this was during a time where Marvel had opened their doors to uh, to regular Joes, like myself at the time, and um, to allow you to pitch by this um, sub-publishing route that uh, they called Epic. And um, so I wrote down, I think it was a story for a Silver Surfer comic book, and then I wrote a kind of like a new story uh, from my own characters then realised that Marvel probably wouldn't want to buy any new characters and wanted to just probably use some of their old, old characters. Um, so I went back to the Silver Surfer story and by the time i finished all that, um, Epic had closed. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I had no chance, of no door of, of, of getting in at all, oh, no. so it was like, okay, well, I decided to just continue writing scripts and trying to submit my way in and I wasn't getting anywhere for a while. Um, In the meanwhile, I was trying to make contact, so I I got in touch with Mark Miller, who was, um, I think he was producing the Wanted movie at the time, so I was talking to him about comic books and video games for a feature for Yahoo, uh, as a way of trying to learn, really, about various routes of trying to become a comic book writer. And um, when I left Yahoo, when I was a freelance writer, I actually submitted a story to um, a lovely chap called Daniel Lundy, who is um, the owner and publisher of... um, Lundy, Lundy world essentially um and uh i I wrote a story for him and he accepted it and um that was like my first published story effectively um called bad luck inc which was actually based on my experiences in the corporate world um it didn't end very well (laughs) um but it got me a taste for the stories and after that point i started kind of submitting um I, i ended up being a work for hire for um New Bold Creations, which didn't actually go anywhere, but for effectively for a year, I was writing two series for them and getting paid for it, which was an incredible experience. Uh, and then Dan Lundy got back to me one day and said, um, you know, I'd like you and another artist, Sergio Calvert, to be part of a, of a project that we're doing um, called uh, Generation Alpha. Uh, and so basically, uh, me and Sergio developed um, the pitch that I did for Marvel Epic back back then and changed it around a bit, Sergio helped me develop it a bit more and uh, told me a few things that he wanted to do and um, we pitched it to Dan and Dan loved it, um, but it never took off, the whole generation of the thing never took off, due to various personal circumstances between Dan um, and myself really, but Dan was so happy with the with Magic and Myths that he said that sh- about me and Sergio should really push on and develop oh. it ourselves. So um, we actually ended up uh, going the self-published route, and uh, and as a result, Magic and Mist was mm. born. So that ended up becoming Sergio and mine uh, main series. After that point, Sergio does his own stuff, and he's been hired a lot of times by other publishers. But um, but Magic and Mist kind of became our, our mainstay series for the last few years, um, and that's really yeah. kind of like a a series which I my my general high concept pitch is basically a series that kind of mixes Buffy the Vampire Slayer with. Uh, Clash of the Titans, for all intents and purposes. Um, and it, it seems to have done quite really well, you know, it's been fairly well received, the reviews have been quite good, so I'm just going <laughs> to keep doing that. I haven't done much on it recently, but, um, due to personal circumstances, but yeah. it is something that I've kind of developed with Sergio and um, uh-huh. been very happy to push onwards. And and since those years have kind of gone by, I've been hired by by various other people, um, Yomi Ayani for the Clockwork Watch um, Transmedia Project, um, Barry Nugent, who uh, does Geek Syndicate, uh, he hired me for um, some stories for the Unseen Shadows spin-offs from his oh. novel, and I'm currently working with him and Yomi on um, a screenplay for Unseen Shadows, the, um, the first novel, which was Fallen Heroes, um, and I did some stuff for Marcosia as well, um, and other bits and pieces, so I've been trying to keep busy as much as possible, really, in the comic book sphere. Um, and we managed to get to go to San Diego Comic-Con as well for a few times, so which was a great experience yeah. in itself.
0: Excellent. Yeah, we
1: had it amazingly happy to find that they accepted us because apparently the waiting list is quite big for small press tables yeah. there. But we've been going there ever since. So this year was our fourth year there, and we've applied for the fifth one
0: okay. for next year.
1: And fingers crossed we'll get into that because, I'm, I mean, uh, Yomi's still going really? along with Pocket Watch. Um, our artist, Jenny uh, uh, Lilblad, um, amazing Swedish artist, She's um, she's been our artist for all the clockwork watch books and uh, we've been kind of like pushing that every single year at San Diego while I've been pushing Magic and Myths every year as well trying to get my work and Sergio's work out there and next year I've got a few things that I really want to push out there that are kind of a bit new uh, because I've been working on a vampire story called Vampire Boogie with uh, an artist called James Daniels. Um, Okay
0: uh, oh I saw that I really like the artwork on that one
1: Thank you. James is a phenomenal Um, artist. But we really want to try and push the first issue out there because James had a baby and then he did his business and it was a bit difficult for him to get the time to continue. Life
0: happens.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. But um, but fingers crossed we'll be able to get the first issue out next year.
0: (laughs) Maybe you can come back. I'll be be more than happy to. So um, in terms of like getting, you know, it sounds like things are sort of happening for you in the comments. Like, do you think it's uh, it helped that you had loads of, You it sounds like you're kind of spinning plates almost, that you've just got loads of projects.
1: After the whole epic thing, we realised I wasn't going to be able to write for Marvel or DC. I mean, my friend Adam did actually have a contact with DC and I sent over some samples to them. Um, who was the, I think it was like the, the main kind of executive VP at the time. Um, and nothing came from that and also kind of pitched to Marvel as well and nothing came from that so I still got the rejection letter from that on my wardrobe back in home in, in my Birmingham home as a reminder of that and I think it was a very much a case of like well if I can't get into the big boys naturally like that which was always going to be the case because you know I was a very young and, uh, and very raw writer um, that I had to really build myself up from from the ground up using oh. independent stories and For me, I think it's always been a case of like, well, that I've got to keep on writing and and trying to get stuff out there any way I can Um, and in between those points of me writing, going out there and meeting people and talking to editors and talking to publishers and working out what is their wheelhouse to try and pitch something that would work within their stable. um, It's been a long long road in the process and there is a degree of having to write as much as possible to to get what is i think what was the term you have to write about Mm. a ten thousand words before the good stuff starts coming out Mm. (laughs) the plan really was really to try and just get stuff out there Mm. and, and feel what it's like for people to actually pay for my work and understand that that fear of people actually spending money on my work and realizing that i have to keep on getting better to the point where i feel happy that people are paying money for my work um, and in the meantime, give my stuff to editors and publishers and, and hope that they yeah. like it enough to say, yeah, well, let's uh, let's take a shot on you. So there's kind of like a loose game plan that's out there. It, it never quite goes that way, I think, but uh, I try to adhere to that if I can.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really, um, you must have a real sort of innate confidence. Because I think, <laughs> I mean, I loved cult comics and I didn't think about, I think I thought about the art before I thought about it. Yeah. The writing of them for some reason when I was a kid, I um, I, I guess that was more immediate to me. I really liked drawing, um, so yeah, I didn't really think about the writing. <laughs> yeah. Never in in a hundred years would I have thought I'm gonna just write a story and send it to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Often, <but I> <laughs> uh, which is probably um, you know I think it's better to be a bit sort of I don't know yeah. maybe. Partly naive yeah. and sort of just say I'm going to do it and to see what happens because um, it's so easy to hold yourself back, aren't and you? Life, bless her. Um, She's been really
1: trying to get me yeah. out of that and uh, and just really just taking a plunge into doing stuff. Yeah, and just having a devil make hair attitude towards being able to write and yeah, push stuff out do. there because you, you just don't know until it happens.
0: Yeah,
1: because I've had a lot of rejections in the past. Yeah,
0: so Drew and I, um, we meta role-playing group um, and nice. we also go to do the same Drew comes along to my writing group so and <laughs> right now we're at the same writing group as well so um, yeah we can uh, yeah we understand that kind of struggle oh, all right
1: and um, I mean, we've been trying to do a, a kind of like a, an RPG session at work, but we just don't have the time, and we've never got round to doing it.
0: Oh uh, wow!
1: So, uh, it's like, you know, Kit works at Sony, and I work at Sony, and with the rest of us, all kind of geeks around it. I mean, we want to play role playing games, but we just just never yeah. get around to it. So, I, I, I really kind of uh, I admire and envy you guys that actually get the time to do it because I really I'm desperate to do yeah. it, and just just around to it. just have the energy to to kind of get home from work and and go out and do it anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we moved out of London, my boyfriend basically set up the group, and it was (laughs) the two of us, and we put a poster in our local comic book shop, and then there were two more of us, and then there were four yeah, of us. It's it a long wow. time. So that's three players to one GM. And now there's about 25 of us, would you say, Drew? We've quite much, yeah. something like that. I think it fluctuates. Yeah, so say, now we've got like management? four gaming tables running. Um, so, yeah, Taunton Roleplay is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty big now. So we've got a meetup group, and that helps. And, uh, yeah it's yeah that's as big as we can get otherwise we won't find another venue we'll need a ballroom or something <laughs> it'd be ridiculous so yeah and the gm's kind of manage their own tables and then right. we kind of have a switch around after about 12 weeks we switch games well to give the <laughs> chance for gm's to switch out if they want to or carry yeah, really on if they impressive. want and all that sort of thing so yeah so monday nights is sort of a sacred night when uh yeah you just yeah, roll away. <laughs>
1: did the first session there and it was almost exactly a year ago so a happy sort of almost birthday to me coming to that
0: uh, <laughs> wow it seems like i've known you for ages
1: yeah i i have that effect on people
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> In a good way Drew, in a good way. <laughs> so um, you said that you, the first comic you wrote was Silver Surfer, just because I'm a massive Silver Surfer and, uh, fan. <laughs> I wondered if that was depressing. because it was a favourite.
1: But I was an absolutely huge fan and I, I chose Silver Surfer mainly because um, I felt there was a lot of potential okay. and a lot of, to, to manoeuvre with the character and, and at the time I think the series mm-hmm. had stopped. Um,
0: Yeah,
1: I wondered if it was was
0: that because you know it's kind of like Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah, he picked that because it was he thought it was a good character that wasn't being used. Yeah, yeah, somebody (laughs) needs to pick up Silver Surfer and then he they threw him into that um they threw him into that Fantastic Four film and just like I mean (laughs) he looked good but his surfboard was wrong. Yeah, they
1: they did a a, a bit of a letdown.
0: It was a real shame. I'm really happy because Doctor Strange is my other favourite character who also never had a book. And yes,
1: same, because I was really impressed
0: by the, by the first issue. And like, like you, I think Doctor Strange is a fantastic I think, character. yeah, he is brilliant. Yeah. The nerds are assembling on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I couldn't wait I was like, yeah, my girlfriend's yeah, away but yeah, like, oh, we could watch it like, I'll be back in two yeah. weeks it's Like, I'm not waiting another two weeks, Doctor Strange I'm sorry, <laughs> I love you, but <laughs> <I'm dissimilar. laughs> Yeah, so we were going to talk about Luke Cage Unfortunately, we're going to have to end this episode of Are You Toss here, because the gremlins got into the machine and the second part, there were some technical issues But don't worry, Corey is coming back into the Argue the Toss studio and we will have that discussion on Luke Cage. Until then, remember to subscribe, like, comment, tell us what you like about the show and let us know what you'd like us to talk about next.